Science, wrote Pope John Paul II, can purify religion from error and superstition, and religion can purify science from idolatry and false absolutes. Throughout my undergraduate degree, my professor strongly advocated for a worldview devoid of God and built upon science. Science alone could explain the beginnings of the universe, the evolution of humankind, and our ultimate destiny. Religion were fairy tales and an enemy of science. This is Christian Curious, and I'm your host, Dr. Haley Gray Scott. Each week, we tackle some of the hardest, most pressing questions facing Christians in the 21st century. This week, I'm speaking with Dr. Cy Gart about whether or not science and faith are really enemies. Cy Gart has a Ph.D. in biochemistry. He's the author of the award-winning book, The Work of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. He has been a tenured professor, professor at New York University, Rutgers University, and the University of Pittsburgh. He's the, been the division director at the Center for Scientific Review of the National Institutes of Health and an interim vice president for research at the Uniformed Services University of Health Sciences. He is a currently visiting professor of pharmacology and toxicology at Rutgers University. He's published over 200 peer-reviewed scientific papers and five books, as well as articles on science and Christian faith in periodicals such as Perspectives in Science and Christian Faith, More to Life, and Christianity Today. He has appeared on numerous podcasts and YouTube channels. Dr. Gart, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. You are a very busy person. Just reading that bio <laughs> makes me tired. <laughs> yeah, um, I try to keep busy. Yeah, I know the feeling. I try to keep busy, too, because I get bored very easy. Um, you have a really unique background um, for a person so devoted to discovering what you've called bridges between faith and science. Um, you've have said you are not a person of the God of the gaps, but a God of the bridges. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the quote unquote faith you were raised in? Sure. Um, it is unusual. Uh, I come from a family, three generations of communists and, and very strong atheists. So my parents were members of the American communist party in the thirties and uh, they were militant atheists, uh, the kind that we now see that we often call new atheists, but they believed, and I think faith is actually a good word for it, they believed that there not only was no God, but there could not be a God. There's nothing in the spiritual realm. It's just pure materialism, pure determinism. That's all we have. Uh, my father was a scientist. Also, he's a chemist, uh, and he... Um, you know, was very strongly uh, in favor of a materialistic worldview, which is what I grew up with. How do you um, think that that background prepared you for the work that you do today? That's an interesting question because it many people are very surprised that someone from that background who was, you know, couldn't even imagine the idea of a God could become a Christian. But I think that actually, <laughs> I think... My, my family might have done me a favor because by completely ruling out anything of a spiritual nature in my life, uh, no religion of any kind, no hol holiday celebrations of any kind, uh, we even exchanged presents on, on New Year's Day because that's what they did in the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. uh, so with all of that missing, I actually felt that there was something missing in my life. Uh, always did. I didn't know what it was. and. 
when I became a scientist, I felt that that gap had been slightly filled, or mostly filled, because, you know, I was very thrilled to, to be doing scientific research and learning about you know, how the body worked and, and all the wonderful information you get from studying science. But that gap never really went away, and I think I, I think I realized when I finally did become a Christian, which took many decades, uh, I at that point realized what that missing thing was, and that was the presence of God. Was there a specific moment that you remember that was, um, you know, instrumental in, like, pushing you over the edge, as it were, into Christianity? Sort of like, you know, I think of C.S. Lewis, where he is riding on a motorcycle with his you know, brother, and he gets on the motorcycle, right. and he's not a believer; he's an atheist. And then when he gets off the motorcycle, he realizes right. I'm a Christian. I mean, was there, is there anything that stands out, you know, in you know your studies or your life circumstances that that as a moment that really kind of pushed you into the world of Christianity? Well, it was really a very slow, multi-step process. Uh, it started with my learning about things in science that disputed the whole materialistic worldview I'd grown up with, and I began questioning uh, that view. And I, I think I became what you would call an agnostic. I never identified myself that way, but I just decided I had no idea what was real. I didn't think about it. Um, but I was no longer a firm atheist in the way I had been because there were too many things in science, such as things in quantum physics and, and even in, in biology, which I was learning in grad school, uh, that just didn't fit with that kind of pure materialism. So I wasn't sure, but I, that didn't bring me to faith in, in God or faith in Christ. Uh, that was a different process that actually had nothing to do with the science I was learning, but had to do with some personal experiences where I believe that the Holy Spirit interceded, and I was able to be aware of those experiences because I had by then rejected my certainty that God was impossible, and I think that was the first step that had to happen. In terms of, yes, there was one incident, this is, uh, many of these things are in the book in great detail, I describe in one chapter these things, but uh, that happened to me, but uh, I could just mention what actually did draw me over, and before that, I had already been going to church. I was very interested in the possibility of Christianity. I, I couldn't get myself to believe it. I couldn't tell myself that I was a believer. It just seemed too difficult to do, and too many things were in the way. I'd had some dreams where the figure of Christ appeared to me, and I don't know if we have time to go. I don't think we have time to go into those, but again, they're in the book. But the, what did finally pull me over the threshold, and, and pretty much dragging me across, and and uh, much like the incident you mentioned with the motorcycle, was also uh, in a vehicle. I was in a car driving, and I heard a uh, sermon in a Christian radio station, and I, um, I turned it off, but I noticed that the, this, uh, the speaker was very eloquent, and I really liked the way he spoke. So I started thinking to myself, you know, gee, what, what would I talk about if I gave a sermon? I never thought of that, and uh, I started uh, thinking about that, and the next thing I knew, something kind of weird happened. I can't describe it, but I was I could see myself uh, outside preaching to some people, 
uh, I pulled the car over, luckily, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I and I started hearing myself speak uh, in my in my mind, and the words were not from me. I, I wasn't making them up. I, some of the words, some of the ideas, I'd never really thought of, and what I ended up preaching was that uh, God to these people was that God must love them because I know that Jesus loves me, and if Jesus Christ could love me, the sinner that I am, who could He not love? And uh, these thoughts had never dawned on me. Right. And I, I, I knew when the sermon was over uh, that they had not come from me. They had come from the Spirit through me. And uh, I started crying in a way that I never had before. And I, and I said out loud, I'm a believer. And that was it. Wow. That's so and incredible. I, 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 yeah, and at that point, everything, huge weight came came off of me, and I just felt free, liberated. It was an amazing gift, and and wow. I decided to devote my life to to Christ. I have so many questions, but I don't have time to get to them. Like, did you ever get to right. talk to your parents about this? But. Um, you know, for centuries, you know, thinkers have really pitted science and religion against one another, you know, just like my professors did um, in my undergraduate degree. And, you know, to, to the point where they're hostile towards anybody of faith, you know, why do you think mm -hmm. that this is the case? Is it just the case of the materialism, the ability to to measure and prove and, you know, it, to, to our knowledge, we're able to prove, um, you know, through certain, you know, scientific experiments. Um, is it the materialism thing? You know, why is it, why are they so hostile to each other? Well, actually, it's interesting because I have to correct you a little bit. The, the conflict between science and religion or science and faith, especially Christianity, is actually fairly recent. Uh, almost all scientists, I don't know of any exceptions, there may have been a couple, but al almost all scientists through the 19th century were Christians and very and very devout. Louis Pasteur, um, Maxwell, uh, even going back to, you know, Copernicus and... and uh, Galileo. All the, all, yeah, Galileo for sure, and so many. I mean, uh, even in, in this century there were many... Uh, uh, I mentioned Pasteur, um, uh, the man who discovered uh, penicillin. I mean, just went, oh, Fleming, yeah, just went out of my head. I remember. I mean, so many. And what really happened was that in the end of the 19th century, there was a growing uh, skepticism about religion. Some of it was in relation to Darwin's theory of evolution, but even many of his followers, like Asa Gray, were devout Christians. Wallace was a Christian, the person who co-discovered evolution. So this this was a philosophical change that really happened around the turn of the 20th century, so maybe 150 years it's been true. And then right. it got really, in Europe, it got really intense, and uh, it still is, to the point where uh, you do have this conflict. And my entire mission in life, my calling, is to disprove this idea that science and faith are enemies. They're not at all. Um, they deal with different subjects, but what has happened, unfortunately, is that there have been some new philosophical ideas. Actually, they're not that new. They, they arose at that same period 
that science is the answer to everything, I mean, right. literally everything. And that's simply not true. And, and in fact, the first person who ever told me that science only answers certain questions was my atheist father, the chemist. He, uh, <laughs> he knew that that was not true. And, and most scientists know that that's not true. But yeah. atheists... Yeah, atheists have grabbed this, and it's it's a crazy idea. Yeah, I I think when when I when I was thinking of that question, I was remembering my master's thesis on the French philosophs, you know, Voltaire and the other mm-hmm. French thinkers right. during the French Revolution who really started to push this idea of right. uh, pitting right. science. So yeah, it's not been, you know, scientists against faith as much as philosophers. Yes, against David Hume and, and people like that, you know, other, other uh, Bertrand Russell later. You know, the the problem with those philosophies, and that goes even up to the present day with Richard Dawkins. I mean, I am not a theologian, and I'm not certainly not an expert in the Bible, but the people who are making these claims know nothing about theology. <laughs> they, they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, it's embarrassing to read Dawkins, who I've always respected as a scientist, when he starts talking about religion. He has no idea what he's talking about. And and this has happened to, you know, I, I've seen this happen with modern atheists today in, in America. Um, I've had some debates with some of them and some discussions, and they just, they don't understand the basic tenets of Christianity and what it's all about and, and why it's not a conflict at all uh, yeah. with science. You know, in your book, The Works of His Hands, which you published in 2019, You note um, the irrational world of physics, and you state that much to the surprise of scientists like myself, who had been trained to believe that mysticism was sheer nonsense, that reality can be downright mystical.